0: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, well, I'd like to welcome all of you to our fast track call tonight. We're still going through the book, Making the First Circle Work by Randy Gage. And tonight we're going to be focusing on Chapter 2, The Power of the Mind, How Attitude Affects Your Results. In many ways we're alike however one little difference almost always makes a big difference the little difference is attitude William James over a century ago said the greatest discovery of this generation is that a human being can alter their life by altering their attitude and I believe this is so true what most people fail to realize is that your attitude not only impacts your happiness and your success, it can also impact the happiness and success of all the people around you, whether it's your family, your friends, or your peers at work. Attitudes truly are contagious. And from time to time, we need to ask ourselves, is mine worth catching? Randy Gage shared a story about a softball buddy whose car was broken into, and he was venting about it and how his mom had said, I told you so, instead of sympathizing with him. So Randy asked him if they broke the windows, and since they hadn't, he reminded his friend how that saved him a hassle. Then Randy asked if his softball bug was taken. It was in the shop being repaired, which he pointed out was a good thing because new ones are hard to break in. His buddy mentioned that they did take his old bat, though, to which Randy replied that was better than losing his new $300 one that he got at Christmas. And at this point, his buddy sounded exasperated as he said, you see the positive in everything. Well, shouldn't we be able to do that? Good things can come from bad situations. Our mindset creates our attitude, and our attitude determines the actions we will take or not take. This has a huge effect on our success. I know some of you have heard me say it before. What goes on between your ears is so critical to your success, not just in your business, but in all of life. And even though people cannot read minds, they will pick up on what is between your ears by your speech, by your body language, by your energy, and by your expectations. You will attract like a magnet whatever it is you are expecting. The definition of expect is to regard something as likely to happen or someone is likely to do something. The synonyms for expect are anticipate, await, presume, think, believe, imagine, assume, and you know what that makes out of me and you. Why not believe that success will happen? Why not anticipate that people will respond to you with their best? Why not imagine your life can be so much more than it is right now? Why not expect the best? John Maxwell writes, the law of the bad apple tells us that a rotten attitude ruins the whole team. Now, we're not just talking about sports teams. A team can be any group of people working towards a common goal and I want to look at five truths about attitudes from Maxwell. Number one, attitudes have the power to lift up or tear down a team. In The Winner's Edge, Dennis Waitley stated, leaders, leaders in business, in the professional community, in education, in government, and in the home, also seem to draw upon a cutting edge, a special cutting edge that separates them from the rest of society. The winner's edge is not in a gifted birth, in a high IQ, or in a talent. The winner's edge is in the attitude, not the aptitude. You can have a talented team, but if they have rotten attitudes, they will never experience greatness. When attitudes go up, so does the potential of the team. Number two, an attitude compounds when exposed to others. Talent is not contagious. Experience is not contagious. Willingless, I'm sorry, willingness or practice is not contagious. But one thing is for sure. Attitude is catching, and it multiplies quickly. When you have a strong work ethic, or you're teachable, or you are just upbeat in the encouragement, that has a positive impact, and others will imitate you. People tend to adopt the attitudes of those they spend time with, both good and bad. And here's a classic example of how attitudes compound. During the first half of the 20th century, many sports experts believed that no runner could run a mile in less than four minutes. But then on May the 6th in 1954, a British university student, Roger Bannister, ran a mile in three minutes and 59.4 seconds during a meet. Less than two months later, Another runner from Australia broke the four-minute barrier. Then suddenly dozens and then hundreds of others broke it. Why? Because the runner's attitudes changed. They began to adopt the mindset and the beliefs of their peers. So attitudes are contagious. Number three, bad attitudes compound faster than good ones. There's only one thing more contagious than a good attitude, and that's a bad attitude. The truth is that a negative attitude hurts rather than helps the person who has it, and it also hurts the people around them. To see how quickly and easily a mindset can spread, just think about this story. Once during a football game, A doctor at the first aid station treated five people for what he suspected might be food poisoning. Since their symptoms were similar, he tried to track down what they had in common. He soon discovered that all five had bought drinks from a particular concession stand. And he wanted to do the responsible thing. So he requested that the game's announcer advise people in the stadium to avoid buying drinks from the particular vendor because of the possibility of food poisoning. Well, before long, more than 200 people complained of food poisoning symptoms, and nearly half of their symptoms were so severe that they were taken to the hospital. After a little bit more detective work, it was discovered that the five original victims had eaten tainted potato salad from one particular deli on the way to the game. When the other sufferers found out that the drinks in the stadium were safe, they experienced miraculous recoveries. And that just goes to show you an attitude spreads very quickly. Number four, attitudes are subjective, so identifying a wrong one can sometimes be difficult. A person may not be doing anything illegal or even unethical, yet their attitude may be rotten just the same. We project on the outside what we feel on the inside, and we may not be able to tell that we even have a problem. So let me give you a few examples so that you can recognize them when you see them and begin to avoid them. One example is an inability to admit wrongdoing. Nobody is perfect, and a wrong attitude creates conflict. Another example is failing to forgive. Claire Burton, the founder of Modern Nursing, was once encouraged to bemoan a cruel act inflicted on her years earlier, but she wouldn't do it. The friend asked her, don't you remember the wrong done to you? And Barton answered, no, I distinctly remember forgetting that. Holding the grudge is never positive. Another example is petty jealousy. For some reason, people with this attitude believe that every person deserves equal treatment, regardless of talent, performance, or impact. And nothing could be further from the truth. Each of us is unique and should be treated as such. Another example is the disease of me. NBA coach Pat Riley says that team members who have this develop an overpowering belief in their own importance, and this disease always has the same result, the defeat of us. So that one we definitely want to watch out for. Another example is a critical spirit. Everyone around you knows if you have this because no one can do anything right. And then the last one is a desire to hog all the credit. A credit hog continually steps into the spotlight to take a bow, whether he has earned it or not. And if you stop and think about it, most of these attitudes are the result of selfishness. Okay, number five. Finally, our fifth truth about attitudes is this. Rotten attitudes left alone ruin everything. Bad attitudes must be addressed. They will never go away on their own. They simply fester and ruin the team. Because people with bad attitudes are difficult to deal with, you have to remember that you must protect the whole team. If you care about your team and helping the people on it, then you can't ignore a bad attitude. Do it the right way. Take the high road. Share what you have observed and give them the benefit of the doubt by asking for clarification. Give them clear expectations and an opportunity to change. Now, remember at the beginning I shared a quote that suggested that people can alter their attitudes? This is something that is in your control. You can learn to be optimistic. Did you know that optimists are achievers? They accomplish 80% of the work in 20% of the time, while pessimists accomplish 20% of the work in 80% of the time. Now tell me, Wouldn't you be interested in having more for less? I know I would. There's just so much negativity in our world today. Now, if you have been programmed with negative mind viruses, as Randy calls them, which have caused you to develop negative beliefs and expectations on the subconscious level, and your chances for success are reduced, You have to reprogram your stinking thinking. And Randy Gage addresses several ways for changing your mindset and attitude in this chapter. He speaks to the importance of daily self-improvement in the form of audios, videos, books, and events. Like participating in this call. And you've all heard the saying, garbage in, garbage out. Think about all the negative programming you get from the media. Reading a paper first thing in the morning starts the day off on the wrong foot. And ending the day with the nightly news before you go to sleep gives your subconscious garbage to process all night long. Instead of that, set aside time every morning to listen to positive, uplifting audios on self-improvement, on ta- tape, on tape, or positive music with positive lyrics. Get up and thank for God for the good day ahead. Look in the mirror and say, I feel great. I look great. Today is my best day ever. What you do in the morning sets the tone for the entire day. If you do these things, you will begin to attract more positive people and successful people to you. And I had a quote from Abraham Lincoln who said, most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. And I think that's so true. You have a choice every morning when you get up. And I would encourage you to read something positive every night, last thing before you go to bed. Look for things that help you grow your mind, body, and soul. Having a strong spiritual foundation is key to a proper mindset. Look up scriptures that speak to God's provision, protection, and love for you. Find a Bible promise to make personal and use it as a daily affirmation. And, of course, use your Young Living oils to help you reprogram your DNA. You can start with the feelings kit. Or any of the blends, such as believe, highest potential, motivation, or transformation, use your chosen oils daily for 30 days and see if it doesn't make a huge difference in how you think and feel. Now, Randy Gage also reminds us of the people we associate with. Spend time with positive, happy people. If you are around a group that is griping, change the subject to something positive. You can single out someone or something to praise. People will be attracted to you because you are positive. There's a starter list of great books to read on page 18, and I would add to that list anything by Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, or John Maxwell. And he mentions that failure is critical to your success. We need to be reminded that failures are stepping stones that develop character and skills that ultimately allow you to prevail. And John Maxwell wrote a book titled Failing Forward. And in it he says, recognize that you will spend much of your life making mistakes. Embrace adversity and make failure a regular part of your life. If you're not failing, you're probably not really moving forward. So fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. And Randy Gage points out that the opposite of success is not failure, it's mediocrity. Failure is actually part of the process of success. To keep you motivated and trying, you must remember your dream. We sometimes call it your why. Don't allow anyone to steal your dreams. Build a dream so compelling that it gives you goosebumps and you cannot help but be drawn toward it. Write it down and put it up for a visual reminder that you look at daily. Now, none of us likes failing or rejection, or losing people, or having financial struggles, just recognize these challenges for what they are. Shake the dust off your sandals and move on. Mamie McCullough says failure is an event, not a person. So don't take it personally. It's just a pothole in the road. Take a deep breath, relax and respond calmly and positively to the problem. Use positive words, become a good finder, and you will begin to attract that into your life. Persistence kept Walt Disney pursuing his dreams despite having to declare bankruptcy five times. Helen Keller had every reason in the world to feel sorry for herself, but she chose not to. Her persistence still inspires millions of people. Abraham Lincoln had devastating setbacks. He failed in business in 1831. He was defeated for state legislature in 32. Another business failed in 33. His fiancee died in 85. I think I have my years written down wrong. I think that's supposed to be 35. He had a nervous breakdown in 36. He was defeated for Congress in 43 and again in 48. He tried running for the Senate in 55 and lost. He ran for vice president in 56 and lost. He ran for the Senate again in 59 and lost again. Finally, in 1860, he was elected the 16th President of the United States, and you know the rest of the story. So check your attitude. Ask a close friend to help you with some positive feedback, and then begin to work on improving it. Taking baby steps. It is a little thing that makes a big difference. And never, ever give up and believe in yourself. You will soar to new heights and your team will follow you. Thank you so much for joining us on the call. And for our next one, I want you to read chapters 3 and 4. We may only take chapters 3 on the next call, but go ahead and read that much. And... um, you know. See you soon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.